Hello everyone and welcome to the 44th and most probably final edition of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson. I got home last night from the Düsseldorf WR Masters and I am delighted to finally be able to talk to my dear friends Peter Heine Nielsen and Laurent Fressinet again, who I'm sure will have their own stories about their Germany trips. Peter, how are things? They're great. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm, I was back in Germany, which is a very rare occurrence for me these days. And uh, while it was a short trip, it was a, a great, uh, great trip. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, well, I could see that Germany is uh, still as it used to be, and it's good and bad things, right? I mean, it's the country where you feel hungry, and in Google Map, you just type in Wurst, and it actually gives you a lot of great uh, suggestions. So I went to some place, and then... Germany is as it always was, that if you try to play with a credit card, uh, they tell you, no, no, we don't take that. Uh, so I, I don't understand you guys fully. Why haven't you fixed that problem? I'm blaming you because you, I mean. I don't know. For me, it's actually a problem when going abroad because I literally never use my credit card. So we had this problem when we were in Thailand because I didn't know the pin for my credit card because I just forgot over the years because it's impossible to use in Germany. It is strange. Like, okay, there are other ways to pay, but why? We haven't adjusted to credit cards in the last 30 years. It's a bit confusing. It, it was a problem when I worked for Vichy, but it's like 10, 15 years ago that it hasn't been sold. It just uh, amazes me in, in, in that way. I understand that I can just go and get some cash, but uh, well, stupid foreigner, forget these kind of things. But uh, anyway, I maybe shouldn't blame you solely for that one. But no, Germany was, was great. I had a great trip, but of course the, the details uh, I will, uh, you know, keep suspense uh, until the, the feeder segment of this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for, for a little break. Laurent, you also went to Germany. Yeah, that's the big news of the, of the week. We were all in Germany, but we, we, didn't, uh, we didn't meet, not even close to that. So doing decent things. Um, I was playing, if we can call that uh, playing. So, um, yeah, the Bundesliga, the usual. Uh, very happy about my Sunday morning, uh, but less happy about the, the Saturday. So yeah, overall a decent weekend. It's nice to, as always, I like to 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 play from time to time and to keep a little bit in touch. Uh, so so translation is you made two quick draws, but the one on Saturday was with White, so you weren't that thrilled about that one. <laughs> Yeah, I played. Maybe I don't know. I just um, I was surprised by by my opponent. I mean, actually, I was playing bot two, and the guy was number seven in the list, so I didn't have time to prepare. And he's not really uh, Alvar uh, Alonso. He's not really a theoretician. It's what I thought actually, and well, he knew everything, so I was kind of half uh, bluffing, hoping that he won't know the line, but he blissed out all the moves, and this is a ridiculous way to. To end up uh, a game as wide as the guy spent five minutes um, blitzing out a line which is known, but for a long time. So I hope uh, it would be forgotten as well. So overall, it was a bad, uh, a bad opening choice, and um, yeah. But the, the, the team won on Saturday. We are a little bit in trouble actually. Uh, Werder Bremen, who has been in first Bundesliga for. Ever, I would say, more than 20 years. And now, if we stop the league now, we are in second league. So, the last few matches will be uh, very, very exciting and very important to 
just to save <laughs> save our team uh, to keep playing on, on first Bundesliga. But normally some team withdraws, no? And then you can stick around anyway. Yeah, but you can gamble on that. And actually we are not used to that. I mean, we used to, to play for the title. But slowly but surely now we are, we are going... I mean, it's a bad season, so... But yeah. So you played, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you're being way too humble, Laurent. I mean, uh, well, you talk about your Saturday, but but Sunday, I remember checking, and I thought, okay, who are you going to make a quick draw with? And I saw, ah, you're black against Kamsky. That's uh, not going to be very nice for you, but you made an no, easy I draw. No, I was, I mean, to be, to be very uh, honest, I was very uh skeptical i was very concerned me too uh, i mean like i'm black against uh, kamsky if i'm end up some slightly worse you know stuff well is this kamsky this can go on for forever i can miss my plane i can lose my game <laughs> everything can go order, those were your worries <laughs> yeah so i mean like uh, both combined uh is actually i mean one of the two is okay <laughs> but both <laughs> both is a bit unpleasant but uh yeah it went it went well uh actually so i was very happy about my sunday but saturday was a bit disappointing so better that way than the other way around <laughs> what about you Jan? We, we always forget to ask how you feel it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I'm I'm good. Uh, a little tired. Like yeah, I spent two weeks in Düsseldorf in this very nice hotel where the WR Masters was being held, and I had a train trip home on on Monday. It was a nice train trip actually. I traveled with Gukesh, with Sagasha, and with Ilan Party, who's a 13 year old. He's probably much much better at chess than me. He's the reigning world champion under 14 and he was giving Gukesh exercise on the train and yeah Gukesh was quite good solving them but this this kid he didn't only know all the answers but also every sideline you would throw at him he would just refute instantly blindfold so he was very impressive and yeah was a pleasant trip until I fell asleep on the table probably started snoring for the last three hours <laughs> and but what can you do you know how it is this the seconds drop uh, it's very exhausting help me a bit with the geography why did you have such a long trip you were in Dusseldorf, right? Train trip, Dusseldorf, Hamburg. Is that many hours? Yeah, like four, I guess. It wasn't that long. Yeah, but okay, trains in Germany. You forgot to mention that, uh, Peter, in your description of uh, Germany. I mean, the worst thing for me in Germany are, are the trains. I mean, yeah. just uh, trains in France have very, have very bad reputation, you know, late, strikes, and so on. But actually, I, I must... Uh, uh, I, I will uh, maybe look as an arrogant Frenchman, but actually our, our, trains are, our trains are much better than in Germany. Uh, no, that's true. It goes for every European country and it's completely embarrassing. You want to go anywhere, you have to plan a whole day because half the trains are more than half an hour delayed, so you never get your connection. A lot of trains don't go at all. And yeah, it's been ridiculous for many years now and getting worse. I'm, I don't know how it can happen. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's a bit weird. So this, uh, so Ilan Party is a new. I, I, I actually this is the first time I I hear that name. Okay, he's thirteen years old, so I guess it's not a big surprise. But is he? Uh, so he will be Grandmaster soon, or he's already Grandmaster? Or? He's an IM at thirteen and World Junior Champion under fourteen. So I wouldn't bet against him becoming a Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I have no clue who it is. So you have to enlighten me a bit more. No, that's that's all I know. They had this camp at the WR Master for gifted kids from all over the world. Gelfand was giving some some lessons, and he was there, and some other kids. 
And yeah, I, I didn't know much either, but I was very, very impressed. First of all, very nice kit. Also, I have to say, Gukesh and Pragnanda, we had dinner with them on the last day with Anish and Ramesh and Sagar. Such nice kids. They're so pleasant. How can they be so pleasant? I mean, I'd be so full of myself if I was 16 or 17 and good at chess. But they're, uh, they're humble, friendly, <coughs> and funny. There's, uh, there's nothing to dislike. But you, you, know, you were annoyed. No, 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 not at all. No, no, really not. Really not. I mean, come on, not to me, not to me. Uh, you just like well, well, you don't, you you don't buy it when people are too friendly. No, that's what like I mean. It. Normally, I get very suspicious when someone's uh, someone's too nice, but they're not like unpleasantly nice, not, like not over friendly. No, they're just chill. I mean, no, but I, I'm watching a lot of Seinfeld uh, for some reason, and there, I think in one of the previous episodes, the problem is that. They are used to their own social circle. So you are hanging out with me and Laurent, who are incredibly rude. They're just normal people. Just for us, they seem incredibly nice for what we're used to in this. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm used to broken, cynical, uh, midlife crisis uh, <laughs> people. And you just see some, <laughs> some nice, friendly people <laughs> having pleasant conversation. This could be our last episode, actually. Yeah, I mean, no, it could like, always be. Uh, yeah. I never kid in the introduction. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Fair enough. This is basically this is basically what people uh, the only people who talk to me about the podcast they ask uh, so it was your last episode I mean it's what people are yeah I say maybe uh, it's always fifty most 50. likely most likely but uh, yeah no no to me they say you know, it's, it's interesting listening about correspondence chess or please keep up the feed segment and stuff like this no no it's, uh, we get very hey. different feedback I can hear your grammar yeah. really gets worse and worse and now you said they say when you meant he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, so 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 yeah. In Dusseldorf, uh, you you, had, you played this uh, Burghaus as well, yeah. Or maybe, or oh, let's start with the tournament. Maybe before, but you you had to play this Burghaus tournament, or you are happy to do so? No, I was yeah. scheduled to play in the Backhaus, and I was very happy to stick around for it. But my partner was Kazim, who withdrew. He withdrew last minute, so I didn't have anybody to play with. So I had to, you know sleep long and then yeah get the amazing free lunch and sit in the vip room and eat everything that was there while they were playing it was very rough very so rough. anish was playing with whom anish was playing with gukesh and they were very optimistic because they because they practiced the night before and they were beating some old people like yasser and me so they were very optimistic but then they lost their first two matches and they realized that if you play against real players back is not so easy can you can you um, put a piece to, to to give checkmate in one move or not? What we should maybe is? explain what backhand yeah. is, is yeah. for a second. So you play chess on two boards, and if you capture one of your opponent's pieces, you pass them on to your partner, who can then insert it on his board instead of making a move. And there are different rules depending on where you're from. The rules that were played here was you can't insert a piece with checkmate, but you can insert with check, which was fine. This I'm used to from my childhood. But the different rule was if you promote a pawn, I'm used to the pawn just going to the other side, but here was you can promote a pawn and then take a piece from the opposing board, oh, yeah. which yeah. changes the dynamics completely because a pawn on the seventh is incredibly powerful and it's never made next move because you can always promote a pawn and then take the piece that's giving the check. So it's a very different game and I, I can't say I really mastered it, but yeah, it's, it's actually fun. And also, I, really my cynicism got broken a little bit because it's... It's so pleasant to see all these guys. I think we talked about it last episode. Like when the tournament is over, they just come to this VIP room yeah. where we're hanging out. 
and they're playing backhouse and big smiles everywhere. Everywhere, everybody's sincerely having a good time. Like they really love chess and everything connected to it, which, of course, something I struggled with, but it gave me some positive emotions to to see that. So yeah, the vibe was wow. really nice. So welcome back to the negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are here in your basement with us. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> a ne negative usual. Uh, Emotions. Yeah, I used to play uh, this bug house, the, 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 the war stuff. Yeah, taking piece on the other board and also giving checkmate. Just you can put a piece and it's checkmate. So that was the, the harsh way. I mean, the, the, I mean, like you are basically allowed to do anything, uh, which made it uh, fun. I used to play a lot uh, when I was a kid. Peter, did you play this bug house? Or not? Well, I have played it, uh, but well, I mean, I think bug house is, is okay, but. Well, there's this game called Shogi you probably heard about. I mean, uh, well, it's the same principle, just played on one board. I mean, it's a completely yeah, different different thing. So, I mean, we should make I, the Shogi corner, yeah? I, after, after the I correspondence, after, Fide, after, and after Shogi corner. I discovered Shogi, okay. I, I mean, well, I have thought a bit about Buckhouse, but, um, I mean, well, Shogi is a completely different league. So, <laughs> so sometimes you think about Buckhouse during your golf runs here? <laughs> no, not, not that much. No, at some point I was trying to, to think about it also in terms of... Uh, Well, you know, this kind of piece value and also thinking about that if you made, um, let's say, an Alpha Zero model play play Buckhouse, how would that look? That would actually be quite interesting, I thought. But, but also time becomes such a big factor of it, so it's it's yeah. it's very di very difficult in a way. Time is key, of course, because if you can let the clock run when yeah. you need something in your opponent, there's less time. No, it's, I can basically uh, not think about a game without starting to to wonder what is sort of the, the optimal strategy, even... I played Connect Four with uh, my, my my kid at eight, and I start uh, thinking of some PhD, PhD thesis. Uh, I read at some point, and well, I lost the game. Anyway. Oh, I read that thesis too. It's a yeah. it's a solved game, uh, but I read it to uh, um, be more proficient in in Thailand bars. Laurent, Laurent knows ah, okay. what I'm talking about. Well, did did, 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 did I beat you, Jan? Um, I don't think we played each other, but uh, I've certainly seen you lose lose a couple of games of Connect I Four. I beat Jordan for sure. Okay, that's likely. <laughs> that's mm. likely. Thank you. <laughs> no, why to, why to move wins in Connect Four? But it's not easy. There are too many variations. I couldn't memorize it. No, yeah. I mean, well, you win if you put it in the middle. If you put just on the sides, it's a draw. And if the on the side, well, further out, it's it's a loss, as far as I remember. But uh, I know what Laurent's thinking. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to <laughs> again. <laughs> well, the, I think the the basic strategy is to care about odds and evens, depending on which color you are playing. But. Uh, Anyway, I'm not be, I'm not going to be allowed to have neither yeah. a shogi nor a connect four corn. So we no, can, no. We can, no, connect four is fine. Okay, cool. connect four is fine. Yeah, I actually also play That's with my useful kids information and, for us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I lose, I'm uh, okay. Uh, most of the time I win, of course. I guess it's the same for you. But sometimes I lose, which is a bit, um, I mean, surprising to me. But I, yeah. I generally lose on purpose to my kids and everything. I'm just scared to ah, too, yeah. too angry. You do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never. Okay, let's get to, for me, yeah. slightly more negative events. There was a chess tournament, the WR Masters. Nine rounds were played. And my boss, beloved on this podcast, Anish Giri, did not have a great tournament. Drew eight games, lost one game to Levon. So, yeah, obviously, bad result for, I'm sure Laurent will elaborate On on the reasons, some good positions. Then this game against Levon, yeah, was ninety percent. Though I I said on that very podcast last week. Yeah, but when you said that, he was already much worse. I didn't want to correct it, not to jinx anything. But yeah, I, I didn't like how that game 
Wendt was an equal position yeah. from the opening, but then some some strange decisions. And Laurent, no, Laurent, <coughs> Levon also played a great tournament. Like you could tell in Vike, he was yeah basically trying to wrap up the games and go for a walk. And here he was trying. Of course, he didn't. Um, yeah, always succeed, but at plus plus three looked really, really, really good. Yes and no. I thought that uh, he was doing extremely well, but then suddenly he lost the game and he was uh, quite lost in the next one, right? It actually looked like he was about to spoil uh, spoil yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So okay. it looked like Levon was running away with the tournament, but then he had the white pieces against Nepomneshi and he had plus three. I think Nepomneshi had... 50% at the time, or plus one, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, 50%, 50%. 50%. Yeah. He won the last, uh, the last two, and yeah. the last one against uh, Kema. Not the last two, seven and nine mm -hmm. against Levon and uh, Kema. Yeah. Uh, to, my, to my surprise, actually. But yeah, I was completely wrong in predicting anything in that tournament, actually. I wouldn't uh, predict Levon uh, doing that well. Uh, that was very impressive. He became a bit nervous, maybe. I don't know what... what what happened, really? But it's what he explained. I saw the press conference and uh, against Nepo, he, had a, he was on plus three, and well, basically, he was. I know the feeling. Yeah, you 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 think a draw is a very good result, but you're white, so you want to to push a little bit and see, and uh, then you play one move, and then you think, oh, okay, let's make a draw, but maybe not, and uh, then you get uh, you get into a, a worse position, you get into trouble. So. Uh, it's what he did actually in the last round. He decided, okay, no more. Uh, as you said, Peter, he lost round seven, almost lost round eight. It's, he decided, okay, enough is enough. I will just make a draw with Gukash as white and uh, we'll play the tiebacks. Yeah, this game against the Pomnashi was special. I agree, it's his usual spot. You want a draw, but you don't want to force it with white because it looks strange. Or maybe he didn't want to force him. It was surprising the opening because the Pomnashi played. The bishop e7, queen's gambit, which he usually doesn't play. But it was also, it looked like a psychological masterpiece from Nepomneshi, because, okay, he plays this very boring line, and of course white is fine, but Nepomneshi twice repeats the position, um, twice, and then makes a different move. And Levon even claimed a threefold repetition in one of these cases, which, yeah, was wrong. And of course shows he really, really wanted that draw. And Nepomneshi then kept making a different move, and when the position got sharp, Nepomneshi did some sharp stuff instead of repeating g5, f5. Yeah, Levon, Levon cracked, so I think, yeah, he, it <clears throat> he couldn't, couldn't handle this situation with not being sure, like, are we making a draw or uh, what's going on here? And then when you have to switch to calculating lines from, yeah, trying to get over with, of course, it's a tough spot. But to his credit, he pulled himself together, then saved a bad position, made this quick draw against Gukesh, and won the tiebreak quite convincingly. I, I think we should celebrate that, right? I mean, it's, from an odds perspective, it's obvious that uh, Aronian should play with white against Gukesh, but making a draw, he gets a playoff where you have both colors and someone could catch up as well. It's an incredibly chicken decision that gets rewarded, right? Um, I think on paper, yes, but in practice, I've almost never seen people not do it when there are like two two co-leaders, even if they can be caught. I'm not sure if it's this fear of some death thing that you think at least like, like this, I get a tie break. Or you also lock up some money, like there were decent prices. And if you if you lose the game and you fall back to whatever fourth, yeah, then I think in practice people do it. If it's chicken or not, it's hard to say, but it's also... I mean, the trend was poor. 
That was true, cool. yeah. I mean, he played a couple of very poor games. Yeah, um, to, to back up uh, what you said, uh, Jan, against Nepos, is, I can imagine Nepo doing some faces, you know, and you don't know how to interpret them. Uh, he will, uh, you will repeat twice, and Nepo will look at you and uh, makes maybe smile, uh, maybe do something. So you, it's a bit confusing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you might this. think the guy wants to draw, and then he makes a different move, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's very confusing. No, no, he did, he did yes. nicely there. So um, yeah, kudos to 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 Levon, uh, who did brilliantly actually in the tiebreaks. Uh, very impressive, uh, good nerves. There was some drama connected to the tiebreaks, or maybe drama is strong. But yeah, it was Levon and Gukesh, also Gukesh, 16 years old, shout out to him, finished on plus two in yeah, this tournament, <laughs> which yeah, is pretty good. Um, but they were there, and Nepomnishi won his last round game against Keimer, but after a seven-hour fight. And then the tiebreak was scheduled for the same night, so I think it started like half an hour after Nepomnishi's game was over or something in that neighborhood. And Nepomnishi was not too happy about it, and I think he... As he as he often does when things don't go so well, he let his displeasure be known. I, I believe I, I wasn't there exactly, but after after the after tie the tiebreak or before the tiebreak, maybe both. I, I didn't see what what was debated before the tiebreak. I guess he asked if it could be played the next morning, and I don't know all the details. Maybe there was some some talk at some point about having it the next morning. Um, but yeah, it was played that night, and of course, it's a competitive disadvantage if you played seven hours. On the other hand, yeah. It's always, people have, tournaments have their schedules and you don't know who's going to play how long. But yeah, he wasn't thrilled about that. And then to add insult to injury, he also lost in the Backhouse finals together with Matlakov. He lost to Levon and his partner, who was the sponsor of the tournament, Vadim Rosenstein. Um, so they lost in the Backhouse finals. So Nepomnishi, yeah, probably not thrilled. Although overall has to be said, plus two unbeaten. It didn't look like the tournament would be so successful for him from his play in the first couple of rounds, but it finished. Yeah, I think positively for him, but then on a on a sour note, let's say. No, it's very it's a very positive tournament for for Nepo. Obviously, uh, his last before the World Championship match, comparing to to Ding in in Vike, well, it's just um, <laughs> completely different and much 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 better. Um, so yeah, I guess he's even more, um, I'm still hoping for my boy Ding, but, uh, now Nepo is, uh, maybe we'll touch that, that, that subject, uh, later, but, um, after the two tournaments we saw, uh, the one from, from Nepo here and, uh, the one from, from Ding in Vike and considering the informations we have. And the experience Nepo has now, I have to admit that, uh, Nepo is a favorite, I guess. Certainly looks like it currently, but also, as we could see, even this sort of after the tiebreak, he's very affected by losing. And if he loses the game, I yeah. think it hurts his chances so much more than Ding's that's chances true, if Ding true, loses the game. True. So yeah. you don't know how it's going to play out. But yeah, his results have been, have been better for sure. And, and kudos to what you said to Gukesh, who confirmed that he's one of the, he will be one of the contenders for, for, the, for the World Cup. Uh, in a few years from now, I mean, it's pretty clear he will at least play the candidates. Uh, that is very obvious. He's only 16 plus two undefeated. I mean, um, very, very solid performance and very, very strong performance as he did in Vike. Uh, I mean, in Vike, he started terribly and then he came back, uh, played very good games at the end. So it's just, uh, just a confirmation that he's, 
uh, well, uh, he will be one of the top players in a, in a few years from now. So, yeah. so how, how is the junior power rankings? Is, uh, is Gukesh on top now suddenly instead of up to Satorov? It's very hard to say, you know, because we change it so much after mm -hmm. every tournament. And if we add points from... Or train trip. Or train trip, exactly. If we <laughs> add points from Weikansee and Düsseldorf, I'm pretty sure up to Satorov still. Outperformed Kukesh by quite a bit. Now, no, no, I feel, I feel uh, to, to be fair, um, after all those tournaments, uh, I, I feel Kukesh and Abdusatov now are the top, uh, absolute top two. And then behind, there is, uh, I don't know in which order we should put them, but Egezi. For me, Egezi came uh, uh, Prague uh, in a different category than, than Kukesh and Abdusatov. I'm very impressed by, by both of them, actually. Yeah, hard to argue. They both showed they can be near near the top in these super tournaments, and the others have yet, have yet to to show that. And yeah, I'm I'm Team Gukesh all the way. Such a nice kid, and also he's he seems very confident, but without yeah being being um, unrealistic or anything. And the the fighting spirit he showed in Vike when things were going terribly yeah. at one and a half out of seven to not collapse there against his world class field, I think shows amazing mental strength and then as I said the guy has a train trip right after a tournament four hours from Düsseldorf to Hamburg and where I sleep or do, do random nonsense he just solves chess exercises for four hours so like the work ethic or the love for the game is very much there no big fan of course I should mention that in this junior power rankings I, I spoke about Gukesh and Abusatov but of course uh, my number one is still the fashion, uh, the fashion the, guru. The fashion, the fashion guy. The fashion guy, the Persian guy. Uh, my boy Ali Aiza. He will, he will remain, uh, even if he doesn't play the next couple of years. I mean, he will remain the number one uh, <laughs> for, for a long time. So let's, uh, um, let's make this um, clear. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Wesley, our boy Wesley, very disappointed by his game by his game, his non game against Kamer. I mean that was such a terrible game. Uh what But you know what happens is no. his algorithm broke a bit there, because it's a it's a must win game. Or I don't know if a must win game, but he has the white pieces, Kaimer had been struggling, he can put some pressure. And instead of playing solidly, playing for a win, but solidly I think he tried to force it a little bit, like taking some extremely risky strategic decisions with his E takes D and C5. Yeah, that's And Vincent, sick. if you give him a good position, he's very dangerous. Like he didn't find all the all the cleanest wins there, but But how on earth you can play such a strong player as Wesley can can make such I mean a miscalculation, I understand. But that was ED ED C5. I mean, how can this ever be good? I, I didn't get it. Actually. I think it's an idea in somewhat similar position, so maybe he knew the theme and it just didn't work nicely there. But yeah, not a great final result for Wesley, who won the first game after this gift from Duda and then scored minus one. In general, the final table looks funny because, should be said, Keimer and Pragnanda, they didn't greatly disappoint either. They finished on minus one, but that's really not a horrible result in a super tournament, as did Yesipenko. And my boy Anish. So you have and Duda. So you have five till ten on four out of nine. Wesley on fifty percent and three players on plus two was a confusing final result. But yeah, I think the chess overall was was fine. Was entertaining. Of course, you had 
a bunch of draws, but I don't think classical chess is dead. You get some something new in every every round, and wasn't all Berlin's, and perhaps so. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice to 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 watch the games uh, for sure. Yeah, Gary. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to 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 comment actually. I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, I was more surprised by the white result. So I should I should find some reason for for why I can say not that one. That one went uh, <laughs> according to what I I I thought would happen. Maybe the, the loss the loss was a bit too much. Uh, let's say nine dollars would have been uh, well. Would have been fair. I mean, imagine Jan winning a tournament with Gary and then nine draws next. I mean, then you have done it all in just two goals, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Then I'm retiring. Uh, nine yeah. doors, yeah. It, it, it will be mocked on Twitter with nine doors, but it's better. It's still better than uh, than one loss and uh, saves you five rating points. Yeah, <laughs> no, like uh, I think we talked about it last time. He had some chances, of course, in the yeah, yeah, early, early games. Was winning against Gukas. Was was much better against Yespenko, better against Pomnesi, and so on. Wasn't he winning against Abdus Sasorov as well? Maybe. Yeah, winning. Okay, depends. Uh, I didn't check in detail, but yeah, he had some good chances. I think Abdusatorov mixed something up in the opening. So no, he got a lot of good positions. Also, not a secret that yeah, it's uh, it's a strength to get good positions and not always converting them for reasons I'm sure, and that can be elaborated further on future episodes <laughs> of this of this podcast. But yeah, overall, if you don't score the goals and then okay, you get one against uh, in Aronia in good form, can happen. But yeah. What to say? As a second, it's always easy to say, okay, but he had good position, so my job is done. But I, d I don't think that's true, actually. I mean, the job is to try to score as many points as possible, not oh, wow. to get as many computer advantages. So, yeah, can't be happy. Wow. But <clears throat> what to do? What, uh, what do we think about uh, Ezipenko and Duda? So he had this <laughs> first one loss, and then he, he made eight doors. The disappointing, I would say, while for Zipenko, I mean, with his rating, which is a bit uh, lower than his uh, opponents. I mean, I mean, well, when you make minus one in such a tournament, you you actually show that you belong there, uh, which is already um, an achievement, I would say. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think for Zipenko, it's overall positive. Okay. Like, okay, he got caught in the opening a bit by Abdusatorov and yeah sometimes had some some issues but he showed his level is higher than his rating which we also knew like he used to be whatever 2730 not too long ago and dropped a bit but yeah I think he can he probably won't be happy but he shouldn't be too disappointed about the result Duda hard to say he looked a bit out of it like after this first round mm -hmm. game of course he's a very strong player but somehow something was missing, some spark or I can't yeah, put my finger on it. I agree, spark, confidence, call it whatever you want. But mm. uh, Aduda didn't seem the, the same power he has been at times, was my impression. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so... Mm -hmm. I mean, you say he was out of it after the, the first game, but he was not really in uh, in the first game, let's face it. <laughs> so actually... No, yeah. no, but I mean, he lost his first game horribly and it looked like yeah. after that, okay, he... I don't know. Yeah, so uh, no, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. He cancelled uh, Vike for I don't know personal reasons or what was. So yeah, overall maybe played too much last year. I I don't know. Maybe a bit. Uh, uh, it's always hard to say when, when you are outside, but uh, disappointing. And we hope I, I like. I mean, Duda is one of my favorite to player. To I mean, his games are always so entertaining. So uh, let's wish him the, the, the best. For sure, yeah. 
As for Kaimer, yeah, minus one, he won't be happy about. He lost the last round game with White to Nepomneshi, which of course ruined a bit, but he did win two games. He didn't manage to win one in Vaik. Here he beat Wesley and up to Satorov. Up to Satorov. I thought it was a nice game. I didn't check with the computer, but it looked like some very complicated fighting game where he calculated nicely. So yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't shown he can join the top in these super tournaments yet, but I think he showed more potential than his results both in in Vike and in this one. It will be a good experience for him also with the opening prep and so on. So yeah, I, I still believe in Vincent and it's yeah. good. I think he started with two losses in Düsseldorf. If he had collapsed here after Vike had gone so well, that would have been rough, but four of nine with two wins, I think. Yeah, and the, the, the last round loss against Nepo was so unnecessary. I mean, the, the position after the time control looks so like, I mean, like you play a few precise moves and you are not going to to suffer even. Uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes he's doing... Um, he's not tricking enough. I think he tried to keep playing the position where we would have looked for a way ah. to simplify it and wrap up the draw. He was ambitious, you think? I think so. Like he could have exchanged ah. a bunch of rooks and take on d5 and have some symmetrical structure, but he kept like doing stuff. Knight h1, knight h2, knight f1. And of course, if we provoke a fight against the Pomnishi, he's very dangerous too. Which, yeah, might be good long-term, but he paid the price there short-term. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow, just in, in, in Rapid and Blitz, he seemed to be incredibly strong here. I don't know. cannot pinpoint what exactly has been missing, but, yeah. but some, something has. I mean, there I was extremely impressed. Here, here, less so, in a way. Somehow, I don't know, some kind of glow or confidence. But, I mean, I get your point. He's, he's actually trying, not chickening out, right? So, no, 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 no. No, I think it's a couple of things. No, there's opening prep, of course, it's harder to generate positions uh, with white at at this level. While in Rapid and Blitz, he could play one out of three, two e three, and somehow he was always getting a game. And also the resistance level from the top players. I think he generated a lot of good positions both in Düsseldorf yeah. and in yeah. and in Vike, which amazing. he was probably winning in in Rapid. But yeah, here guys uh, guys in classical they keep hanging in, and I think will be the next step for him to finish these games off. Yeah, but he's winning already. So, I mean, sure. he's winning not a lot of games, but some games. I mean, like, uh, he's got two wins here. I don't know how many in Vike, but he missed also some uh, some really um, tough uh, end games in, in Vike. So, overall, uh, he's creating chances and uh, he will take them at some point. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's what it, what it was, yeah. Event, um, as I said, as a, whatever you want to call it, second guest there, was uh, was incredibly nice. Maybe too nice. Maybe don't tell any. How much time I spent in the in the VIP room? But yeah, it was uh, was fantastically nice. Fantastic hotel right next to the Rhine. We could go for walks. Great food. Great facilities. All the players seemed seemed extremely happy. Um, so yeah, that was that was Düsseldorf. So this is a one uh, one time, or it will be like uh, some annual event? Was it announced? It's always nice to have some. Uh, I, I actually I listened to, to the commentaries at times, and I saw the organizer looked very very enthusiastic about the um, about the tournament. Yeah, he was in the in the VIP room nonstop playing playing backhouse with everybody. Um, so no, he seemed he seemed very happy with it. He, they will also have this world team championship in Düsseldorf, which is a new tournament in June or something. And if it continues, also depends if Peter manages to bring it down or not. I mean, we'll, 
We'll find out. I'm trying very hard, I promise. Don't worry. <laughs> and I'm not going <laughs> to. No, no, I'm not. I'm not very concerned about that. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, about you trying. <laughs> no, but he, so it's not. Uh, it's something that he will continue. Maybe on a. I mean, he will continue organizing events on uh, on, on that format on a, or a different one. I mean, nothing was announced for 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 the next year. I I do not know. Um, okay. I think the plan is here for those world teams. And after that, we shall see. No, I didn't know about the tournament, so I'm trying to, you know, to be in advance this time, yeah, to, to get yeah, some, yeah. some inside info, you know. No, uh, I told, of course, the organizer Dana and Emil that the tournament was fine, but I didn't see an appeals committee anywhere. Yeah, which, uh, got me a little worried. What if there's uh, there's a debate <laughs> and you need some impartial, um, well-paid, well-rested judges? And so I, I did mention that, but yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So, yeah, uh, let's make uh, an announcement. If you need someone to talk uh, to Nepo when he's complaining, I'm, I'm free. Um, I'm free. I can, I, I'm sure I can make myself free and come and uh, help you out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll even be present. We'll be in the VIP room nonstop. So the, <laughs> the ways are very short. We're, we're just there. We can play Bug, Bug House. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, what else do we have? What's happening in the chess world? I, I was a bit I living in this bubble. I didn't follow that much. Badur published a statement about his him being banned from Chesscom for a year. Is that is that on a list of topics? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he did uh, he did say that he was uh, apologizing uh, for what he said. Uh, but uh, that's he offered a peaceful resolution, it's what he says, to, to chess.com and uh, just, just to, to publish a, a common uh, letter and to, to make a public announcement where he's uh, apologizing and that uh, he could play. Uh, let's put it into context. Uh, so he, he just uh, insulted his opponent, uh, his Chinese opponent. Not only in, in, in insulted his Chinese opponent, but he also uh, accused him of, uh, of cheating. But he also stereotyped a bit. No, he said, get rid of all. Yeah. Um, I forgot the exact oh, quote, oh, but I thought that, well, it was, it uh, was. Uh, was judged racist. I, I can't remember the exact quote. Yeah, I no, it was, it was racist. And he's yeah, well, apologizing in his letter. And he was, yeah, after that, he was banned for, for a year uh, from chess.com, by chess.com, uh, obviously. And uh, of course, he was uh, not so happy about that and uh, offered a uh, peaceful. It's what, it's what yeah, but mainly in the letter, he's complaining. He's saying it is equivalent to sentence someone in court without any fair trial, feed a code of ethics, and so on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no fair trial when you are, uh, let's say, playing on chess.com. It's a private company. It's what you have to understand. I mean, it's yeah. on their uh, uh, general uh, regulations. They can kick you out anytime. It's yeah, also the apology is this typical wording. If anybody, if anyone got offended, you have my sincere apologies. Like, um, which, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It's what people write. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you, you can always, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you can just say I apologize. No, not if anyone got offended. by. Yeah, okay. No, anyway, it's a, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. No, it's not exactly. like there's a public, public court that <laughs> can decide if they exclude players or not. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's that much more to say about it. To me, the punishment didn't seem unfair or anything, but also there's no no fair or unfair necessarily. I mean, they can decide whom they let play. Yeah, I agree. Is there so, I mean, 
like not only it was racist, but he's also accusing uh, someone. Uh, I mean, and he keeps his accusation actually without, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, proving anything. And uh, apparently, Chess.com uh, seems to think uh, that uh, his opponent, I don't know what his name is, <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but uh, seems uh, he seemed to play fair and uh, they didn't see uh, any reason to disqualify him. So it's both. Uh, both the, the, what he said and what he, he also, when he accused, uh, apparently, uh, unfairly, his opponent. Peter, want to weigh in on anything? <laughs> I don't have much to say, particularly on, on, on that case. I agree with most of what you say. Also, I mean, well, we can debate if it's harsh or not, but it's uh, chess.com has the, the right to, to do so. And, of course, it becomes a bit of a problem. You could argue if, um, well, private companies becomes those actually running our sport, that there is no particularly, you know, legal system apart from what they decide. But um, I, that's how it is. And I think it's, it, it is fair enough uh, in many ways. Also, I mean, I don't think there's any uh, debate about uh, guilt in this case, right? I mean, well, there is log files and everything. There's no, I mean, no one is debating that. And then, uh, well, you can argue what, what is the sort of... Uh, if the punishment is right, but I think it, it goes along with their guidelines and, and things like this. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, sure. well, racism is something that's taken uh, very seriously for, for, for good reason, uh, very much in sports. So, and uh, there's a zero tolerance against it, and that's what they are enforcing. No, and also accusing people of cheating. Like I didn't look at the games, but uh, if they're if they think there is no evidence, is also something because you always tarnish your opponent's reputation. Obviously, cheating is the main curse that online chess has to deal with. And I understand it can happen in the heat of the moment, but it's still, yeah, <clears throat> something we have to be very careful with as well. So that's two I, things. I think that, that one you will get away with uh, an excuse uh, the, the first time if you apologize for this. I think it's the, I think it's the racism that pushes it into uh, an immediate ban. I mean, well, to compare a, a, a yellow and a red card in football, I think that's where, where the line is drawn. But I'm only guessing because... Um, I don't Maybe you really got two yellow? <laughs> which, which is equivalent to, but probably I think you're right that the, 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 the racism part is, uh, is, a, is, is the biggest. Uh, obviously, we cannot, uh, I mean, accept that in, in worldwide sports. It, it is like in, in, in football, there is certain things that is just an automatic red card. And um, I mean, so you can talk about the heat of the, you know, the thing. But I mean, if you call someone, a, a, you know, a cheater there, that you might get away with a yellow. But if you do it in, in a racist way, it's just, uh, it's a red. That's the, the, the rules in a way. But I haven't read the, I mean, probably you have clicked on some kind of guideline at some point, but who reads that, right? So, No. We, yeah. we don't we, we don't we don't do that anyway on to I was about to say happier things but that's not really the case oh please uh, are we going to talk about okay please yeah the, the, ne the next topic seems to be Ale Ale uh, Alejandro made a statement um, no I'm not sure I have been reading that to be honest um, and uh, maybe also that's um, too, too serious a case to for us to do semi unprepared like like most of the time so let's we can skip that then I don't I, think he made a statement just for the record or just uh -huh. he just said he couldn't talk about it because okay. of the ongoing investigation. And yeah, it was I heard complaints. I haven't listened to it, but from our friends at C Square Podcast that people have listened to it, that they had a long segment where they said, Okay, we have to talk about it, but then in the end they said, Yeah, they, they couldn't talk about it. That's uh, that's how it was told to me, but I didn't actually listen to it. But yeah, other than that. I, I did listen to it, and it's basically what they, 
they did, which is, I mean, um, yeah, it's a very unfortunate, I mean, situation for them because it's they are stating that uh, they are they know very well Alejandro Ramirez. Uh, they even worked with him. Uh, Kirilla as um, as a co-host uh, in this uh, San Luis show. Uh, Fabiano Caruana uh, used him as a second, uh, especially in the in 2018 uh, for the candidates and for the match uh, we played <laughs> against him. Uh, so that Magnus played against him. So it's very, very, very difficult, uh, of course, for them to comment. I could feel there's some. Uh, uh, there's clear sympathy towards uh, Alejandro um, overall and uh, while well, they are waiting for for the case to I mean there, there will be some, some court case uh, I guess so they are just waiting to, to tell more so yeah, they didn't say much but it created a weird impression that they say we should address it and at the end of the day they just don't say anything but it's uh, yeah not an easy topic for sure. No, not not an easy topic. Like, yeah, I don't have anything new, substantial no. to add. But of course, you hear some stories in this VIP room or wherever you are, some rumors. And yeah, from from what I heard, it does seem like there is yeah, quite quite some people that had their suspicions that something something was going on. But yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> um, I hope that more will be will be coming out soon. I heard some mumblings that we will we will learn more shortly. On awkward subjects, then also Fide has made a, a statement on the Carlson Niemann thing, or rather that the, I think uh, their Fair Play Commission has made some kind of uh, report, right? Or something came out that was put to the Ethics Committee. Uh, was a typical announcement of an announcement, no? Like uh, allegedly, yeah. they made a report, which now the Ethics Committee. We'll, we'll check for six weeks and then they will decide if they act on it or on before then they can't publish anything. I don't know. Sounds like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. Doesn't sound very convincing to me. Like there is this big report which they worked on allegedly for three months led by Klaus Deventer and now the ethics committee will check it and then they're going to say what? Like, okay. Very sus, Chad, very sus, but we, we can't detect cheating. <laughs> it's not like, uh, it's not like uh, the rest of the world hasn't looked at this, so I'm, I really don't know just what's just supposed just to come just. out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. let's wait for, for new, but you actually, I should, uh, we should point out that, I mean, Neiman, uh, I mean, he disappeared for, for, he played this World Rapid and Blitz, I didn't see any games or any... Any sign uh, from him since the last two months? I don't know if you guys... Uh, <laughs> he didn't hang out in the bar, in bars of Paris, <laughs> for sure. But I, d I don't think he was playing anything or, or, um, or even just making some public statement. I'm Probably not... plus CV for him to prepare all his 100 million court cases. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some lawyers for that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know if he will... Uh, I guess he will keep playing, but um, not for the moment. I, I obviously have no clue. So, I mean, not part of my social circle. Well, who is? But yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, but I thought that'd be. Yeah. So, Poches League continues. I, I didn't follow this week, but the next week, uh, week three, I will be commentating uh, 
uh, starting from tomorrow on Wednesday. So I will know everything for the next podcast. But <laughs> for the moment, I have no clue. I'm really, I'm really sorry. But the qualifying phase is still going on. These Gotham Knights, uh, they look very good. This chess bar as well. Magnus lost uh, a game, right? I mean, yeah, Magnus uh, lost a game. He missed Mastin 3 uh-huh. against Vidit. And then his team lost, as far as I understood. Yeah, but his team lost a big, uh, big margin. So that was not because of him. Uh, he still made uh, yeah, uh, yeah seven, uh, 7 out of 8 so he's still doing well I, I don't think it was because of him let me let me check the result but yeah I, I don't know but okay it's only the, there's no not yet knockout so it's not yet uh, hitting up uh, but more, more on that uh, in the next uh when you you are paid to follow it, you will be ready. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You got you got my my point. Uh, One thing that you don't have to be paid to follow is breaking okay. news, Laurent. Tinder uses Elo now. <laughs> What's your rating? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, should I should I hate myself? No, but I, I think please. They are using. I was actually researching a bit. They are using Elo rating. But you cannot. There's no. You cannot go in and check your ELO rating. So you can only sort of find out in a way that, uh, well, compared to who they suggest to you, you can sort of try to imagine your your rating. But that they are definitely using ELO rating to to make suggestions. I ha- can honestly say I've never used it. But but Lorang, I assume you are a regular user, right? I mean, uh, not at all. No. Okay. No. 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 But also, what is this rating based on? <clears throat> It's it's probably inner values, not attractiveness. But how do they find out your? Uh, I mean, your it's very easy. So it's the number of likes you you get. Okay. Well, exactly. I know. I know, but I, I know how it works. <laughs> I never used it, but I know how it works. So you get, let's say, uh, ten people are viewing your profile, and then so the more you get thumbs like, up you get, the higher exactly. rating it. Exactly. If you get five likes, then you get fifty uh, percent. <laughs> you have an expected score of maybe let's say thirty percent likes. Then suddenly you start getting fifty. Your rating rises. They pa- pair. <laughs> you with someone who's higher rated then you know are you not ready for that leak and you get pushed down a bit it, I, fun- I assume it just functions like in chess that sounds very motivating for users to start cheating no like to uh, to farm likes so that you got uh, all of a sudden you're 2800 on on tinder and it gets you it probably gets you more action no yeah, I I don't know. I mean, some again. I how's Tinder's anti-cheating? Yeah, that's of course a, a good point. I think uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you mean if you have a fake photo, you will get banned? I think that's... Uh, no, 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 you can have your own photo, but just, you know, you can have fake accounts to like mm-hmm. yourself. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but... No, but it just proves that uh, the Elo score, the score uh, is, is very well done. I mean, like, except that uh, when you are inactive and you can come back as Peter, if Peter would come back tomorrow in a Bundesliga game... Uh, he was he was actually on the list of my uh, I was dreaming I had a slight day when you said la, la, last week when you said I'm going to Germany on Friday I thought oh, oh that's maybe my lucky day you know I didn't say anything because uh, okay I thought uh, and then I, I understood that you were going to Berlin that was really a pity um, so you're saying you could sit on your 2600 Tinder rating. Um, with the same pictures and not uh, not update anything for twenty years and then come back with twenty six hundred and no, but Peter Peter can sit on his rating and uh, yeah, uh, so this is really oh, that's uh, that's the fault of well that's the only it's not the fault of the Elo system. I mean, 
it's nice to sit on my chess ALO rating, but on the other thing, I don't. If you don't use it, what's the point? I don't know. Um, but no, it's just in general that uh, the system started in chess seems to have branched out so many places, and it even works for these kind of algorithms. Well, we knew knew, knew that it was worked uh, used for for chess, uh, not chess based Facebook, uh, in the beginning. So ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you okay. if you look at this Facebook movie, you can see some algorithm or equation written on some dormitory wall, wall by Zuckerberg, and that's the ELO algorithm as well. So, so we should maybe create profile on Tinder, uh, as we do, don't have, and then uh, ask the viewers. Maybe it should be a, pa a Patreon thing, no? I mean, uh, we, we ask viewers to to write <laughs> to give us <laughs> a rating. So we put some 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 picture. And we create, um, you know, you can write some words, I, I and then we, we ask people I, to I think when we were running in vote. the FIDE elections, we had this idea to have a Fight for Chess Tinder profile as well, just to <laughs> create some, but again, I mean, uh, we had so many ideas, but uh, I didn't, didn't really follow any of them through. So, no. Wow, that's, that's breaking news, I thought. German Chess Federation is catching the Schack Gipfel, or...? No, no, that you didn't follow any of the ideas through. Ah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I thought that, like me, you're also checking social media. It seems like the German Chess Federation has cancelled the Sommer Schachgipfel, but maybe you can explain me what that is. I have no idea what the Sommer Schachgipfel okay. was. Or I think I was invited to some of these events, but I was connected to it. So um, No, I don't know what that, okay. what that was. Is it, is it this big... It's not the big tournament with the German Masters and the German Championship, or is it? Could, I think it could, could actually be, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that'd be a pity. So, no. How is my German? Because when I was in Berlin, I was actually offered to be interviewed to, to German radio when I was uh, at a demonstration. But somehow I'm very transparent, so I said, no, I'm from Denmark, probably ask someone else. But uh, it was really my chance to say that I'm standing here in front of the Russian embassy protesting FIDE. But uh, no, I somehow... I always I'm an I'm a keyboard warrior when it comes to it I, I'm very shy. Yeah, I don't know how your German is. I haven't heard you speak much. Uh, maybe you haven't heard me speak German for a while. No, fair enough. I would assume it's better than Laurence, but not. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> that's much better than you. But as uh, me, that's hundred percent sure. I learned a new word actually uh, this weekend, which I already forgot. I was very proud for <laughs> the next five minutes. Was it, uh, Fuck. Was I mean, it uh, <laughs> weiterspielen? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I I, I learned a new word. Uh, oh, I'm so sh I'm so bad. It's uh, German. I mean, this is. But at least I'm not. I'm sure that Jan could pretend that he can give interviews in French. Pas de problème. <laughs> Pas de problème. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I cannot. Uh, yeah, I cannot remember that word. Okay. That's a pity. No, but your French is okay. You you should you should go. Uh, should go ahead and uh, if there is some interview which comes in French I can I can testify that you, are, you have the level no I'm more confident in my fake Dutch than my fake French but <laughs> yeah uh, I do it of course alors qu'est-ce qu'on fait aujourd'hui yeah okay I think we've exhausted all our topics so Peter correspondence update Russia moves <laughs> to Asia 21 minutes of FIDE It's it's all coming up now. <laughs> it's coming up now. Where you want to start, guys? I mean, no, I am I'm interested <laughs> about uh, Russia uh, moving to to Asia. Sorry, Jan, uh, but actually because we were talking before the show uh, that so 
Russia is moving to Asia. I was asking you if the Russian player can still play the European so, Championship. You told okay. me so yes. To, today, as, as we record, yeah. just a few hours ago, the, the Asian Chess Federation voted 29 to, to 1 for allowing Russia to become part of the Asian Chess Federation. So, um, to answer Laurent's questions, why can the Russian players play in the European Championship now? Well, that's because there is an ongoing cycle and uh, you play for the continent that you started with. And that it will only be in effect from the 1st of May. On the 1st of May, then Russia is officially part of, uh, of the Asian Chess Federation. No, I was asking in general. So in general, they will play, like let's say, from 1st of May, yes. they will play for Asia. In, and, in uh, general, from 1st of wow. May, uh, Russia is part of Asia. So they can play Asian Team Championship and they cannot play European Team Championship and European Individual Championships. Uh, the ECU has uh, ensured to make a rule that Russian players who wants to change to a European Chess Federation can do that for free if they have some kind of connection, like, um, you know, li living there being the obvious um, then they can do that. So the Russian players has a chance to remain part of Europe if they initiate a, a change like this. But uh, for instance, Russian players cannot change for free to the United States. So it's a, a, a sort of kind of local uh, European rule in that way. So that's um, sort of, the, I mean, that's what I can say okay. without being political. Political, I can also... No, no, I mean, like it's uh, the fact which I didn't... Uh, I know, I mean, when I see some tweet about that, I know you you will... You will anyway uh, update us, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not reading carefully. On on one of the the, the smaller chat podcasts, uh, I heard that they spoke about this subject for for like ten minutes, and they were debating how's the situation going to be in Europe. And for instance, uh, maybe the new powerhouse in European chess is going to be France. Uh, they could be the strongest country. Ah, it's what you mentioned in the chat. Okay. Yes, I tried to get your attention to that point. But it was already France. It's a bit strong, I think. But uh, <laughs> I mean, what Germany? Spain yeah. maybe not, like uh, yeah. without knowing anything, uh, yeah. but um, some guys <laughs> moved there already. If they chose to represent the country, all of a sudden they'd have a very powerful. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, there is going to be a new dynamic in, uh, in uh, that way. We will see if, uh, I mean, well, no, I mean, you can even see some uh, persons, of course, most notably Jun Ludwig Hammer is sort of saying, well, they can't just be that Russians go to, to countries. They need to have some kind of uh, connection to their, uh, I think. And uh, I think also I've seen some. Why? I mean, why, why you cannot move? Ah, I mean, I like, yeah, he says that because live in Russia and represent another country. Well, you can have a debate if it's reasonable or not. I'm actually not having an opinion on that. I'm just saying there will be some kind of dynamics that, have, that will be, be kind of interesting to, to follow in a way. But uh, the vote was today and it went through with an overwhelming majority. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be the new uh, chess uh, landscape realities. And, uh, so, I mean, European zone will also become, well, I don't know how they will do it with spots for the next World Cup. I mean, they will have to find some kind of different way because, of course, uh, Russia has a bunch of uh, high-rated players. So, I don't know if there's an exact formula to do it by uh, and things like this. But we, should uh, get, we should get Gechuk in France. He was the only one to, to listen to our video series uh, back in the days. So, he's, he's very welcome to France. I, I, I don't think that's enough connection. Uh, I mean, there needs to be some kind of connection. I mean, he's connected to me. <laughs> but that's a strange demand, no? If you demand both that they leave the country and no longer represent it, but then you also demand they have a connection to yeah. whatever country they move to, and if they don't, what shall they do? Well, I, mean, I, I don't really understand. 
it's not me who, who made the rules, and I'm also not fully into details uh, on this actual, so I could be wrong there. But I think the point is... No, no, but I'm not saying rules. I'm saying, like, ethically. If we want them to to leave and represent another country in order to play, then we can't say, okay, but you need to be connected to another country. I, I don't think that this is uh, particularly ethical in that sense. It's more like this was the rules. For instance, um, I could change to Lithuania now because I have lived here for a considerable amount of, of years, but I could not change to Germany for, I mean, uh, on, uh, I think unless you paid uh, the Danish chess Federation a bunch of money, which you're probably unwilling to. I'm not willing to. No, exactly. But I'm just trying to, to, to see how, how these things uh, works, right? So, I mean... It's just, it's just paying a bunch of money in general, Jan, yeah. as far as I know him, and it's the last 20 years. Yeah. I always, I always yeah. heard the same mm -hmm. uh, sound from his voice. Uh, no. no, nine, no. Wow, <laughs> that's, uh, that's just a lie. We've had many many scandals about paying their fair share at dinner over the years but i was i was never part of those scandals no so. a bunch of, a bunch of money a bunch of money is a different uh that's true i still deny your accusations no we, we like to spend our money uh, i will i will come with an example that kostenyuk she could choose to play for Switzerland because she has a Swiss passport, or she could choose to play to France because she's been living uh, in France, or is living in France. But of course, given the choice of this, she will choose Switzerland, right? But uh, I Are mean, sure? well, basically, there has to be some kind of connection. But I'm saying I've lived all my life in Moscow, and now, yeah, I want to represent somebody else, then I can't because I don't have that connection. Uh, that hmm. would be my hunch. Uh, the way isn't that horrible? Isn't that exactly what we want people to do? Like, or what <coughs> I thought that... I, I think you've been listening too much to, to me. That's what I would like people yeah, to do. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that this is the particular reason. But ah, okay. Uh, so um, we kind of agree on that, actually. All of us. Like, you feel that the, 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 the Russian went to Spain and uh, have no special connection to, to Spain, but they want to represent Spain. You feel it's okay? Uh, Peter? Yes. Oh, well, I, I, I generally, I mean, I have been tweeting like that. Well, we should en encourage them. I mean, if, uh, well, my point has been that, no, we are not uh, banning Russian based on passport. We are banning them based on sporting connection. If they choose to represent Spain, they should be, be welcome to do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I've mentioned, you have seen uh, there is Belarusian athletes competing for Poland in Olympiads and things like this. Uh, or, well, there hasn't been Olympiads since, but uh, these kind of things. So, anyway, um, well, you're welcome to butt into my feeder segment. But, uh, but uh, I mean, th this happened today, and I think, um, well, I mean, Russia is uh, the biggest con chess country in the world, right? So it's it's moving a considerable powerhouse, which means regional championships will be quite different. I don't know. I mean, well, it's going to be China, India, and Russia now, right? Uh, Uzbekistan as well, of course. It's going to be quite, quite, quite a quite a battle. But you can see there was basically no resistance. It was uh, a huge majority of votes. Well, what would you have wanted to have them stay in Europe and not playing, or like what? What's the outcome you would have wanted? I want them not to to play, but I mean, well, I think this thing has to be seen in connection with what happens uh, on the bigger scale. I mean, while chess is important for us, of course, what mainly matters for Russia is the IOC and the upcoming Olympiad in. Uh, in, in, in Paris, right, in 2024. And, uh, well, they are the big fighters that, uh, well, this Western alliance of 34 countries uh, 
wants uh, Russia not to participate. Well, of course, Ukraine uh, doesn't want that. And uh, IOC is trying to say that we should make a pathway for Russian and Belarusian athletes where they can compete in neutral and then try to qualify via, for instance, Asia being the, the, their, their suggestion. So, I mean, chess is sort of... Well, trying to prove that this pathway is possible. So that's the connection I, I see. And, well, I obviously support this idea that, well, for the upcoming years, with the situation as now, Russia should not participate. But I'm aware that in the chess world, uh, there is no majority for that. But that's, um, well, that's how I describe the situation, as fairly as I can. Yeah. It's, it's unlikely the Russian Chess Federation will decide... We choose not to play, right? I mean, so... Uh, well, that would probably be asking too much for them to say that uh, we are really sorry, we, we are skipping this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that of course has to be forced upon them. And uh, I don't think the chess world will do it, but it could be forced on... I mean, IOC could ter theoretically do it in a way. Um, well, also, I think... Well, there is one sports federation except for chess that's led by a Russian, which is, is boxing. And uh, they are having qualifications in, in, I think, India now with actual uh, Russian and Belarusian flags, which is, uh, I mean, violating the thing. So there, I think, quite some European countries has decided uh, not to go. I think even Norway today was announcing that they were boycotting the event. So boxing has an even bigger fight in that way. But boxing is a bit exceptional uh, there. Anyway, I mean, we are basically, oh, we haven't done my full feeder segment, but we're doing quite some of it uh, in a way. Yeah, so let's, what, what you want to coffee break, Jan? Or what, what, no, what, we can also tell you about correspondence, Jess. I mean, it's up to uh, no, you. No, 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 please. Uh, I, mean, no, uh, I mean, but again. No, no. I mean, more than 70% of our voters uh, voted They are mocking us. No, they're not mocking us. You don't us. understand the irony of the vote. This is sarcasm. From our, from our great listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> but this is, this is just because uh, this is sarcasm, because it's not interesting to... to, to I, I genuinely think you're wrong, but also we should actually remember to thank our yeah, I listeners. I think you're wrong. And you are outvoted here. You are a winner on Twitter, but here you are outvoted. Yeah, but this becomes like, I mean... In the feeder, right? That you just have to get to a few guys, the delegates, while in the bigger world, everyone can vote. Uh, but uh, we, we should thank our listeners for one thing, that they have started donating to us on, on Patreon. Yeah. I think that is uh, important. Are we rich yet? Patreon.com, Chicken Chess Club. Uh, how's, how's the financial situation? Well, I, I can say that I have spent it all and I have spent the exact amount of uh, money. I think we have been donated... Uh, 84 euros, which we are, as far as I understand, we are dividing them equally, right? Or is there, we have some kind of... Uh, I thought it was um, <laughs> based on who contributes the most segments to the show. Ah, that's cool. But <laughs> at least I have spent my 21 euros this week. I spent 10 euros on a potting mat so, so I can practice golf at home. I spent 3 euros on uh, plastic golf balls and then I spent... Eight euros today on a don't, don't, don't mention, don't I mention. Like that you, I like that you invest into your hobbies. You only buy the finest stuff, the 10 euro mat, the 3 euro balls. Yeah, no, but that's actually the problem that now I, I bought this parting mat for 10 euros, but you know, it's got too easy for me. So I'm now, one of the upcoming days, I will spend 170 euros on a, on a better one. So I'm actually ending up on a huge loss here. So Yeah, so please, people. People. Yeah. Peter needs a new putting mat for and his we living are, room. And Jan and myself, we are, we are losing, we are spending much, much, much more. And not, not only in Thailand. In, in golf? 
I'm one of these guys that I just laugh at in chess. I'm one of these amateurs who desperately need to have the, you know, you know well, I mean, how can I play without having the well pot potting mat, right? I mean, you, you just can't, I assume, right? I mean, it's like, uh, you, well, you can see amateurs players absolutely needing the best engine, the best books, the best opening, stuff like this. Maybe that's what we're living off. I should not uh, make fun of that, right? But... Um, what we do, yeah. Chessable, chessable.com slash Yann. Buy my E45 chessable course. For it's, a it's martial repertoire, you get the same repertoire than <laughs> Magnus Carlsen, <laughs> Anish Giri, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Kamer, all the German national team. <laughs> But keep reselling it. it. It's, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant repertoire. It's a very good repertoire. Yeah, it's you, a, and it's a, it's a pretty decent opening, Let, let's face it. Won't, won't be refuted the next... Uh, Next morning, let's face no. it. But you don't it, need to upgrade it like Peter's putting man. No, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But also, one of the listeners, I put up a video where I was putting, and one of our listeners uh, seems to complain that I'm my technique was wrong. So I'm even getting free advices from our listeners. So that's uh, it's very useful actually, and I appreciate it a lot. But uh, we can't jump to the. All fide. right, those were five minutes of fide. Oh, um, <laughs> I no, 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 it's fine. Do, do your thing. No, I mean, we have actually passed it, but I can say that while you guys were in uh, in Germany on work, I was uh, there by invitation of the Berlin Schachverband, uh, vielleicht, or something like this. Uh, and uh, they were having a, well, they wanted to have a debate sort of uh, on how on the one year anniversary of the Russian full scale inv invasion, they wanted to have a debate on, on Russia's influence uh, in, in feed. But... Um, The participants was uh, me, Malcolm Payne, and Bayat, which uh, we are basically the hardcore opposition. So no one else really showed up. So it wasn't much of a debate, but it was a, it was a nice social event. There was actually like uh, plus 10 German journalists, so there was uh, some there. But uh, I think basically, I mean, me and Malcolm Payne was incredibly resignatory. I mean, we were basically saying nothing. Nothing's going to work. It's going to be like this, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know all my arguments. While Bayat was much more, I mean, she was really motivated. She came with, uh, you know, pictures of Iranian um, uh, people even being tortured. And I mean, she was, well, very, very value-based and very, very principled in, in that way. And had uh, even more energy than me, which probably for you is hard to imagine, right? But... Um, so there was some 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 debate there, and it was interesting. But um, again, well, the point is there was actually no no real debate in that way. If anything, I would say the a very impressive thing about it was the venue. It was just next to Brandenburger Tor. So I was basically walking there. I was walking past a big demonstration that was shouting curse words at uh, at Russia. So there, at least, I felt okay. They're backing me for my for my debate. But of course, it was. Uh, The demonstration there, but um, well, the demonstration there was actually not that many people. I, I have to say that I was a little bit disappointed about it. Probably it was also very cold and raining and things like this. But um, I mean, we could also go on with a couple of other things in feed. I think I made a couple of. Uh, what, what, what was the outcome? You, you didn't debate much, I'm guessing. So did you come up with some? Some demands or wishes or what? <laughs> no, uh, I think basically me and Malcolm says that. Well. Well, for me and Malcolm, it's clear. We think that uh, changes is not coming from the chess world. Uh, I mean, well, the happiness with the situation, or at least acceptance of the situation, is too big. Should something change, it becomes um, 
comes from the above. I mean, it can, for instance, be from IOC or what you see right now is uh, 35 countries fighting IOC. So it could be if this country starts making uh, direct laws, for instance, it could come from also what you see in Germany, for instance, is that uh, Germany was about to lose financial support because the state will not support you financially if you're competing with Russians. Then there were some that's, exceptions that's was no made. That's no longer the case, but... No, no, I, I'm saying that was changed to that if it's competing for the world championship, it's okay. And, uh, well, but you can you can imagine that there can be sort of politi- political solutions forced upon the chess world, right? Because, well, the chess world is small. We don't have lobby power in that sense, Uh but uh, well, I think Bayard was sort of more principled, more, I wouldn't say optimistic, but says that, you know, well, was saying that, well, if you have uh, enough uh, passion and pa- pa- patience, there is examples of uh, a few persons winning over many. But uh, I think me and Malcolm Payne was uh, more reluctant that what we were thinking is perhaps that, uh, well, at least if you care about Russian influence and not so much about, let's say, corruption. Well, Russian influence could diminish. I mean, Russia's world uh, power could diminish, or it could happen within FIDE that Volkovich is not running again, and uh, maybe Russia is busy thinking about other things than keeping this post, for instance, and things like that. So that was more our point of views, I would say. Uh, a bit more Rick Signatory, or more think. Well, I think some of the journalists was asking, well, what can we actually do? And I think we were saying that, well, try to go to your political uh, leaders and say that, well, they need to do something uh, about this if they want the sports world not to somewhat side with Russia, or at least or the sports world will say staying neutral. But um, well, there's a huge debate going on in, in the political uh, world at the moment, is my impression. I have to disagree on the siding with Russia, the sports world. I don't know anybody that's siding with Russia on this world, uh, on this war, and who's at fault yeah, here. But that's not, again, then you have to listen to my argument that, well, I'm, I think the debate is, uh, well, there is Ukraine's point of view and uh, these 35 countries is that Russia should be banned and Russia says that no, we are neutrals. So I'm saying that the neutral point of view is what Russia, that's siding with Russia in terms of uh, this debate. I understand you're not siding with Russia in the war. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in this debate about uh, how to deal with the sports part. I'm not, not accusing you for siding with the war. Yeah, no, I just think the wording is very important there. If you say the sports world is siding with Russia, I mean... Well, that. <laughs> no, that, that I under, that's not what I mean. I'm saying in the terms of they should be allowed to compete or not. Yeah, anyway, let's move on from this. I think we... We know each other's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just important to me. Because sometimes, and that bothers me about this podcast, I'm trying to avoid this topic because normally it doesn't doesn't end well for the debates. But sometimes people think, because also, obviously, we like to mock Peter for stuff. But sometimes it makes people think that we have no empathy for Ukraine and the victims of this horrible aggression or even... My political positions get very mistaken. I'm fully supporting in. We like mocking Peter and I don't agree in detail with all his positions, but please don't confuse it with support for Russia. Anyway, end of end of public segment. Laurent wanna weigh in on this? Peace, no, really. pe- peace and love. <laughs> yes, peace and love. Let us hope for I mean like I don't know when, when this will end, but I hope really, uh, as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, this is uh, terrifying. Uh, Let's talk about sure. patron suggestions and questions instead. Yeah. Oh. Do we have questions? Uh, I mean, Maybe we don't. <laughs> our our expert <laughs> editor didn't put them in. Ah, um, fair enough. 
No, I think some some were complaining that we are just asking to give them money without giving anything back in return. But uh, we give you the whole, you know how, to, how much time it takes them to look through all the games to prepare painstakingly for these episodes. <sighs> It's just amazing, actually, all the time we are, we are putting in to this podcast. So please be be nice to us. Uh-huh. Be yeah. generous. Yeah. Thank you. No, I think we are, we are open to having certain tires if people have suggestions but like this. But yeah, I no, for sure. I mean, I would really welcome uh, suggestions. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that would be nice. Except, uh, please, anything but uh, the correspondence uh, segment. This we don't, we don't, I mean, like, <laughs> you can <laughs> give a lot of money. Okay, a lot. Let, let, let's see how much. <laughs> Peter can play a correspondence game against the Patreon subscribers. No. Win-win. Well, if you had allowed me to talk about correspondence, I could tell you that I've kind of lost uh, No, but we didn't allow you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that segment okay. is over. I'm sorry. No, people should uh, subscribe. Maybe we can make a goal or something. If we reach a certain amount, then we can talk about correspondence. And let's see if the love of our viewers is, is real or not. That could be that could be something. Your business savvy is just as great as your prep for this podcast. So we, we should <laughs> okay, be saying. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's <clears throat> thank you so much for listening and see you possibly next week. Oh no. We never know. Bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.